Super duty tough work. The most infamous podcast on planet Earth. How do we keep doing it? <laughs> I mean, it's inbred, you know what I mean? Yeah. We are who we say we are. Yeah. You know, back again with more spine tingling adventures, swashbuckling, you know, of the most infamous podcast on planet Earth. Blueprint, my illustrious co host, The Logic. How you doing today, sir? Sick. Hey. On vacation, sick the whole time. Not fun. You know. Yeah, but, but he back. I'm sorry, go ahead. Oh uh, no, nah, but I you know, I've been I've been in the studio, you know, mixing and let's go. Playing with my synthesizers, trying to learn them, you know, getting yeah. in that synth world. That's what's up. Hell yeah. Yeah, that's a deep rabbit hole right there. Yeah. I'm I'm seeing. I'm seeing. <laughs> that's a deep rabbit hole. You can't just pick up no analog synth and just, you know. Yeah, like I'm, I'm, shoot, I started from the beginning just kind of learning to understand synthesis, you know yeah. what I mean? And know yeah. what everything is, know what oscillators are and yes. LFO and all that shit, like really learning what that stuff is and learning what a cycling envelope is and all mm-hmm. this stuff, you know what I mean? So I understand what I'm doing, Yeah, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So just turning knobs, you know, that ain't no fun. I want to no, understand. No. Yeah, I want to understand it, so. Yeah. It's very deep. Very, very deep. Very deep. Yo, like this, um, I got the micro freak from mm-hmm. Arturia. And there's a tutorial that's an hour and a half just on the four oscillators. Just the oscillators alone. Oh, I could believe it. Yeah. <laughs> I could believe it. Shit. I'm surprised it ain't longer. Yeah. That well shit. there's there's a yeah. two there's a two hour one on the whole synth. The whole thing. Yeah. And then there's another two hour one just on the oscillators by themselves. Yeah. Man, remember back in the days we could just pick up something and make music with it. Know what I'm saying? The good old days. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You gotta have a computer science degree to make music in 2023. <laughs> you dead ass dude. <laughs> you can't be computer literate. This shit is so deep how far it's gone, man. Like Yeah. Certain yeah, that, that's if you want to if you want to do something different, you know what yeah. I'm saying? If you if you want to do more than just, you know, some drum breaks and some loops. Yeah. Yeah. You got you got to have some intellect to yeah, really you can't be dive no dummy. in. No, no, yeah. no, no. You got to study this shit. This is yeah. crazy. Yeah. Well, good to have you back. You know, like last week we would have recorded, but I was sick. I got bit in the face by a fucking yellow jacket. <laughs> You they so swole up. Yeah, my shit, I was looking at the logic like, yo, they got me out here looking like Conway the Machine. <laughs> my shit was like looking crazy. The whole right side of my face was looking crazy. It was looking crazy. Wow. You know, I, I, I looked in the mirror like, golly, we ain't doing no podcast because I don't want people to see me like this. Right. You know, plus it, you know, when you get hit with a, a yellow jacket, that shit fuck with your immune system too. Mm-hmm. So you, I was immediately feeling kind of sick. But just looking at my face, I got stung like literally right here, or right underneath, my, like right there. That's crazy. <laughs> you know, my eye was closed. My jaw was like whoop. <laughs> no. Wow. Sick for like three, four days. I was looking crazy, but you know, we back this week. We back this week, folks. You know, and uh, this week, man, we're gonna talk about a, a story that I seen circulating on the Twitter machine. That kind of spread pretty far. And I don't know who else is talking about this, but this it's about a video that rapper Juicy J recorded. And Juicy J is talking about how sales in rap are down 40% year over year. And he is alarmed by that. He is like, hey, time out. We got to talk about this. Mm-hmm. This is not right. Rap is not on top anymore. And he wants to call together a bunch of people. And I saw this story kind of start circulating and people were debating about it. I was like, we should talk about this because I know we have some theories about why this may be happening. Yes. And, uh, you know, we're not here to beat up on hip hop per se. But who would we be if we didn't keep it honest about this topic right here? We got to keep it a hundred. <laughs> y'all know who we are. We're not pulling no punches, no shucking, no jiving over here, man. We're going to tell y'all the real. 
<laughs> no bullshit. And so we're going to talk about why rap sales are down 40% in this episode. We're going to talk about this article first, then we're going to get into why we think this is going on and I guess how to fix it from there. And so, yeah, so we'll take a break and we'll be right back. Work. We got you stuck off the realness, the most infamous, you heard of us, official podcast murderers, the show comes equipped with few points to share, grown man ideas for all those who care and want to grow, so go ahead and download, every single week with a brand new episode, you're not alone in this world cousin, so we share information and honest discussion, and keep repping the culture, like we supposed to, they spread gossip but they never come close to, I can hear it inside their tone, they talk about the industry but never left their home you get laced up with bullet points and such plus empowering topics that they never would touch you can put your whole network against the team but super duty tough works the mvp most valuable podcast on mp3 priceless info but all of it's free huh. so take these words home and think them through super duty tough work is coming at you now listening to Super Duty Tough Work with your host, Blueprint, raw and uncut, adult conversations, no shucking, no jiving, and no bullshit. Alright folks, we back. Super Duty Tough Work, Blueprint, Logic. This week we're talking about why rap sales are down 40%. As we spoke about earlier, there is a story floating around with a video. This was started by Juicy J. And I'm going to read this article that summarizes the whole thing. This article is from a website called hotnewhiphop.com. And the title of the article is Juicy J says rap sales are down 40%. Calls for a meeting to address the situation. And it says Juicy J says that rappers need to come together and have a meeting addressing the decline in sales of music from within the genre over the last year. Taking to social media, he reveals that sales are down 40% over the last year. I know, I don't think a lot, I don't a lot, what are you saying? I don't think a lot of people don't want to hear this, but rap music is down 40%, he began. Check the charts, check the math. What are we? As rappers, producers, composers going to do about this shit because it's down 40% this year. Do your research. It's a fact. From there, he called for a meeting of the minds. Let's have a conversation, he said. What are we going to do? We got to figure out some shit. We got to sit down and talk. Let's have a meeting. Let's meet up somewhere and have a big ass fucking meeting. Let's talk about this shit. <laughs> A big ass fucking meeting. A big ass ahead. fucking meeting, Juicy J. How we can turn this shit around because this is how we eat. This is how we make money. Fans shared their theories on the cause of a drop in sales on social media in response. Commenting on a post from Hip Hop Wolf on Instagram, one user wrote, y'all are not making art anymore. A lot of y'all need to relearn what art is and you may be able to create something of value. Another added, sales down but streams ain't. Y'all got to demand more from these streaming services. They're getting rich off the artists and only paying them half a penny. Juicy J isn't the only voice to speak on the state of hip hop this week. Wallow published a lengthy letter addressed to the industry on Instagram on Monday. With this statement, he appeared more optimistic about the places the genre is going. End article. Mm-hmm. Logic, what do you think? I mean, it's not a surprise. To, I don't think it's a surprise to us. Yeah. You know what I mean? I don't think it's a surprise to us because we've we've been around for a while. And we know what. We know when it's good. We know when it's not. You know what I mean? And right now, the music industry is peddling a bunch of repetition to the audience. They're peddling a bunch of artists that have no staying power, that don't relate to everybody. And that's not a recipe for sustainability. Yep. There's a reason that LL Cool J can still tour. Because when LL Cool J did things, he did things that, you know, in the beginning, the early hip hop that he did was related to a specific 
you know, area. But once he started making round away girl and yeah. I need love and all that stuff, that stuff related to everyone. Yeah. So the audience was much wider. The subject matter was something that people could digest and get behind. So, you know, here we go, 50, you know, 20, 30 years later, he can still do tours and do those songs and pack out audience and unpack out stadiums. Now you got these cats talking about drugs, guns, you know, over-sexualizing women, all of this stuff that is not necessarily quote-unquote PC or relatable to everyone. And you wonder why everybody ain't listening. Yeah, I had the same thoughts when I read it. My my first thought was, oh, you don't say Juicy J. Right, yeah. Funny to hear that coming from you, brother. Facts. <laughs> of all people. Yeah, yeah. I was like, oh, Juicy J is going to be the one to tell us that this thing has gone too far. That something's wrong here. Mm. You know, it's like... The uh the 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 wolves guarding the hen house. <laughs> the wolves been guarding the hen house for about twenty years, man. Fact. Now ain't no more fucking chickens in there. They like, what's going on, man? What happened to the chickens? Yeah, <laughs> we hungry, man. Like, <laughs> you ate them. You destroyed the hen house. We left y'all in the garden, and y'all was wolves, man. Y'all didn't protect this shit. That's my initial thought. You know, I mean, obviously, it's something that needs to be discussed. You know what I'm saying? Because there's there's certain things going on, you know. But I do think that it is funny to hear him say, we need to have a meeting of the minds to address this. And I'm like, since when were you, Juicy J, a guy who cared about the art form? Right. You know what I mean? Like he is the epitome of the type of guy who put rap where it is. But it, but the thing is, it still doesn't sound like he cares about the art form. He cares no. about the money. Yes, exactly. He's like, this is how we feed our families. Right. He don't care. He about say nothing art. about art. No, he no. Say nothing no. about the integrity of the music and why it's so disposable. And that's why it's not. It's very suspect coming from him. Facts. Because he, we know he don't care about the fucking art. You know what I mean? And I, this ain't no uh, no Juicy J bashing session, but I think anybody listening to his music knows the type of music he makes. Right. And we know that that shit is not really uh, uh, sustainable, positive. Like it's got, if everybody's making music like him, you have the industry we have now. Mm-hmm. You know, we got stripper rap. We got all this other stuff going on. And, uh, you know, but that's, that's just, that's here nor there. We're going we gonna to talk about our beliefs specifically why uh, hip-hop rap sales are down 40%. And there's reasons for this that, you know, he may not understand, and, but we definitely look at because, you know, we are fans of this shit. We uh, are artists in this shit. We are people who have toured and who have relied overwhelmingly on physical product to move. And I think due to that, we have a different understanding about why people buy music. Um, you all may recall, maybe it was maybe three, four episodes ago, we did an episode about why people still buy music when they don't have to. Right. That episode right there, if you want to understand this uh, at a deeper level, that that's a reference point right there. And then we have to ask ourselves, are artists like UCJ hitting on any of those points that we mentioned in that episode? Mm. Not really. <laughs> no, 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 not really. And so we got some 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 other issues we're gonna talk about here. So let's talk about the number one reason why rap sales are down forty percent. It's a singles market. Facts. For the last 10, 15 years, everything in the music industry has been pushing artists. Labels, producers, fans away from albums and towards singles. From consuming it, listening to it, purchasing it. From the moment you were able to get on iTunes and buy a single MP3 and not the whole album, which you was used to before then, 
that's the that was the catalyst for where we are now. Mm-hmm. We didn't have when we didn't have that ability. A single was something you bought in anticipation of an album, right? The lead single. Yep. You just held it down because you wanted to own it, or you was DJing or something, and you needed it before the you wanted the instrumental version, the acapella on that, John. The remix. The remix. You know what I mean? You wanted all them. You needed that. Yep. Now singles don't even give you all of that, and they don't lead you nowhere. They don't push you to no album. We're in the 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 thick of a singles market in music. Playlisting has never been more popular. Right. Artists spend money. They get scammed. They do everything they can to get on these fucking playlists to push one song to hopefully do that. It goes against uh, what we grew up on and what previous uh, generations of music buying uh, fans have come up on, which is the emphasis on albums. And when you take the emphasis away from albums, the album as an art form declines. And the problem is that singles do not overwhelmingly make more money than albums or inspire people to buy them to the same degree as albums. Nope. And singles don't create an experience for the audience to connect to the album or to the artist to create those fans that are going to support them long term. Yeah. Singles are more throwaway kind of things. Like you said, they're supposed to be for anticipation of an album. The album is what pulls you in and creates the fandom, you know, of of artists. So when you don't have people getting driven to albums, then you don't have people making that connection with the artists. Then you don't have people creating longevity for artists. You know, artists don't have the longevity because they haven't created that yeah. that, re- that relationship. Yep. So that's that's part of it too. Yeah. You know, outside of just the streaming numbers, like somebody said in the article, you know, streaming is up. Yeah, streaming is up because you don't have to have a relationship with the artist to stream. Yeah, everything right. is playlist driven because that's- everything is singles driven. Nothing is album driven anymore. I'm still a dude that listens to albums. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like, when I put an album on, I play the whole joint. I don't have a lot of playlists. I have albums that I listen to. Yeah. And that's just how I've always been. But I'm I'm I know I'm in rarefied air, you know, <laughs> doing that these days. You know, because it's very, very singles and playlist driven industry and you can't build longevity that way. Yeah. And and just to add on to that, as artists, we all know that the kind of music you make when you're just making art is completely different than the kind of music you make when you're trying to make a single facts. When you're making a single, you're trying to attract as many people as possible. When you're making an album, you're just trying to tell your story, a story as well as possible and use songs to tell that story. You're not really thinking about who it appeals to. The, the, the further you get down the singles uh, market, the, the less likely you have artists who are thinking album mode. Mm-hmm. They're thinking, how do I appeal to the masses? And music that genuinely appeals to the masses is not genuinely the most progressive, interesting, you know what I'm saying? Music. It's pretty um, formulaic. Right. Right. And so, yeah, uh, singles market is, is what I think is, is uh, the number one thing. Number two reason rap sales are down 40 percent. You alluded to this is that we have a new generation of buyers or lack thereof. Right. Right. And I think this plays uh, some parallels with the radio thing, too. Like we remember several years ago, they were getting rid of all the radio stations. Then they started bringing radio stations back. And what they found was like. Old school hip hop radio stations were smashing everything mm-hmm. coast to coast a movement of old school hip hop stations is all they fucking play the reason that happened is because our generation and generations prior grew up on the radio yep. we'll turn into the radio to hear that kind of stuff we'll listen to the advertisements we'll call in it's really good money making 
thing you got going on because we still support it. Generations after us didn't grow up on a radio. Right. They don't have no connection to that. The same thing goes on with music buying as a whole, because we came up where we physically held the vinyl. We physically held the tape. Mm -hmm. We took the shrink wrap off the shit. We, we put the, the, the needle on the fucking record. We want to hold that music. You yeah, know what I mean? And we, we read the inserts while we listened to it the first time. Hello. Hello. And, but this generation, you know, you got kids. They not really that attached to physical music like we were unless it came via you mm -hmm. influencing them, like seeing your record collection. Right. And then getting curious about vinyl. But if it's not for that, amongst themselves, they don't have that connection to physical that makes them go buy physical product. Now, right. We can say there has been a resurgence of the current generation buying vinyl. Mm -hmm. That's dope. A lot of those younger kids, because it's their first time experiencing physical music. But overall, when you have what we mentioned, number one, a singles market, and then you're pushing people away from physical product. You end up with a, a, a whole new generation of people who don't feel no kind of way about going to buy your music. That's right. not really how they want to experience it. So over time, it may not have happened at the beginning. But over time, you're going to slowly erode the sales of hip hop as a genre. Yeah. I mean, cats used to like wait in line for albums to drop. See, you know what yeah. I mean? Like cats used to really line up at the record store. Yep. When they knew an album was going to drop at a certain time. Like I think, yep. I think like 36 Chambers had that kind of, you know, yep. situation. Yep. Doggy style. like Doggy everything. style. Yeah, it was certain albums where like Cats was lined up outside the record store waiting. Yes. To pick up, you know, that CD, that tape, that vinyl. Yeah. Don't nobody you don't have to do that no more. No. You know no. what I'm saying? Like it's no. it's not a you just wait till midnight and look at your Spotify and see. You know what I mean? <laughs> yep, yep. And, it's not and a collective you, thing like it used it's to. It's not be. a collective thing. It's not it's not a collection. It's not it's not like like we talked about about buying music. Like, it's not something that they feel special about. You yeah. know, it's not like, oh, I got this and you don't. You know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? Like, oh, I was there before they sold out of that Ready to Die record. Yep. You know, I got a, I got an OG pressing of the vinyl. You know what I'm saying? There, there's not that, that, nostalgia, that idea and that connection to the music anymore. Yeah. Yeah, it's deep. It's deep. Yeah, that's number two. Um, we'll take a break and we'll be right back. Work. Quick announcement. Over the years, we've frequently been asked by the listeners of our show if we would ever open up our platform to the public for advertising. We've always been interested in doing it, but in the past, we never had the systems in place to make it work properly. I'm proud to announce that we are now officially accepting advertising from the public on Super Duty Tough Work. Meaning, if you are a business owner or an artist, and would like to create more awareness about your product, service, or release on our platform, we're now in a position to be able to do that. For more information, email us at superdutytoughwork at weightless.net. That's superdutytoughwork at weightless.net. Tell us a little bit about who you are, what you would like to promote, and we'll get back to you as soon as possible about whether it's a good fit and go from there. Thanks for your time. Back to the show. Are you an artist who has the talent to succeed but has a hard time executing? Do you have the will to win but lack the plan? Are you tired of having great ideas that never come to fruition or starting new projects but never finishing them? If you answered yes to any of these questions, reach out to me at superdutytoughwork at weightless.net to book a one-on-one -on -one coaching call. Tell me a little bit about who you are, what you're trying to do, and I'll see if I can be of service to you. Have a great day. All right, folks, we are back. Super Duty Tough Work, Blueprint, Logic. We're talking about why rap sales are down 40%. We knocked out a couple joints. We're gonna start with number three reason. This is something that I think about all the time that people don't mm -hmm. want to talk about. The number three reason 
we think rap sales are down 40% is tempo. Mm. The music is too fucking slow, man. Come on. Like, here's what's fucked up about this music being slow. Trap music, trap drums, trap drum programming run Main Street rap. Period. Yep. Seven out of ten, eight out of ten, nine out of ten songs have drap, have 808 drum kicks, patterns, same thing, same hi-hat patterns. We know what the fuck it is, right? Same with R&B, too. Yeah. They still, like, so runs all that shit. Mm-hmm. That shit is like 70 BPM. Yeah. But here's what's stupid. These dumbass producers, they don't even know how to count tempo. So just because they program their hi-hats at double time, they'll tell you that shit's 140 BPM. Mm-hmm. They think they making 140 BPM music. Yeah. When in reality, it's 70 BPM. Yes. Yeah. It's ridiculous. But the music is slow. Slow. Like, over time, the slower the music gets... It doesn't appeal to everybody who wants to hear something that kind of pushes them and makes it go. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Think about the era of bad boy music. For as formulaic as Puffy was, it was fast. He was sampling fast music that could be danced to. That era, for better or worse, is what turned hip hop mainstream. He was sampling blatant hits. And it was the first time hip hop music ruled the clubs. And it never looked back. It was fast. It was danceable. It was positive. Like people love the shit, right? So, but look at now. Puffy was doing shit that was at least 95 to 100 BPM. Yep. Now we're stuck at 70 BPM. Mm-hmm. Energy is low. Low vibrational shit. Ain't nobody dancing to that shit. People want to bounce to it. But is mm-hmm. that really what you're doing in the club? No, that's just turning up. That's not, it's not universal. Mm-hmm. And I think the tempo has to be sped up because other genres are sped up mm-hmm. and it creates a situation where you can only play rap records next to rap records. Yeah. Yeah. I was talking to my, um, one of my sons about this, you know, about them at parties these yeah. days, like they, they, they can't really be dancing. No, because the music is too slow to actually <laughs> dance to. No, like so. So my son said, "Yeah, we kind of just sit around and talk, you know, <laughs> kind of, you know, every now and then we'll bump we, if if one of our joints come on, you know, we'll get hype and you mm-hmm. know bounce bounce around, you know what I'm saying? Like, but you can't really do dances to those joints. No. Like, there's no routines uh-uh. to uh-uh. you know what I'm saying to trap music like it like it used to be to '90s yeah. R&B or '90s hip hop joints." You know, when you used to see Heavy D and the boys, you right. know, knocking out, you know, dance moves in the videos. Right. Like, it's none of that. It's none of that. So, yeah, it is. It's the low vibration, the tempo. It makes it hard to want to listen to on a regular basis. People don't turn to rap music to uplift them and 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 get them hype anymore. Right. You know right. what I'm saying? Unless you're trying to turn up. Right. Being turned up. And being hype and, you know. Uplifted is different. Uplifted is very different. Yes. Very, very different. So nowadays, everybody just make turn up music. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? It's no, it's no uplifting music. Yeah. Yeah, it's a tricky situation, man. Because, yeah, I remember, you know, we come from probably like the last great like house party party era. Yep. And I was DJing during that era, so I know what it was like. We would play bangers all night. And in the last 20 minutes of that party, slow jams. Slow jams. <laughs> yep. You know what it was. Yep. You, whatever the, the most banging slow song was at that time, man, ballad, whatever, you would throw that motherfucker on, the lights would be down, and everybody who was in that party dancing, they would find that girl or whoever, that girl would find that guy, and people, and people would slow dance the last 20, 30 minutes of that fucking party, man. Yep. And then whoever you got with, you would leave with. Yep. <laughs> Yeah, we had such a great setup. I don't know how these kids do it now. They so deprived, <laughs> man. We had the best era. Yeah, everything is depressing now, man. I'm like, wait it's- a minute. Like, think about it. like the DJs was giving us a layup. That was an alley oop, man. Like, alley-oop. yo, man, we just gonna slow this down a lot. Once it get to two o'clock, yeah. slow jams. Yeah. <laughs> And ain't we ain't putting nothing else on as fast. That's it. And then the lights come on after that, and everybody got to go. That's it, man. Yeah, you know. But now it's like the whole party is slow jams, bro. And it's weird. 
<laughs> slow jam tempo. The whole party. It's so weird. I don't understand it. It's so but weird. But yeah, I, I think before hip hop can really, really get where it needs to go. Not to say there there are some fast. I think it's more like strip club music is kind of fast or rap. You know what I mean? Yeah. But mm-hmm. it's still the same 808 formula, just sped up a little bit. And the content there kind of, you know, it ain't uplifting. Right. Uh, you know, I, I think that uh, music, hip hop music has to stop being so attached to the trap tempo. Yeah. For it to kind of. Keep going and go where it needs to go. But that's number three. Number four. And man, we could talk about this one all day. But uh, the number four reason we think. Rap sales are down. The message. We could do a whole episode just on this. The message. Whole hour. Whole hour. This is this bullet point. It's definitely, it's a whole thing unto itself. Mm -hmm. The message in music. There's times when like I'll be out and maybe I'm in like Home Depot or maybe I'm in like a doctor's office or you never know running my errands. And I'll just hear a random pop song. And I'll be like, or a country song. Mm-hmm. Just be like, damn, this is fucking cool as shit. Anybody could love this song. Yep, yep. I just, that's the first thing. Like, wow, he's really singing. That's pretty fucking crazy. That's just a regular, it makes me think like, yo, I remember when hip hop used to have songs like that. Mm-hmm. Parents just don't understand. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, uh, just a friend. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Songs that anybody, anywhere can relate to. Mm-hmm. Hip hop is not in that place right now. Not at all. Like kids could listen to rap. Adults could listen to rap. I don't think the people who are making music like that can win in today's era because today's messages are so like harsh and extreme depictions of shit. It's like shooting. You know what I'm saying? Stealing your bitch. I'm selling dope. Uh, if it's girl rapping, I'm taking your man's money. I'm, <laughs> you know what I mean. I'm doing drugs. I'm doing you know drugs. I'm, yeah, I'm doing, doing drugs. Dr- not just drugs. selling them. Right. Yeah. Right. Not I'm just selling them. them. Yeah. I'm doing them. Yeah. It's like it's not anything that I think is universal anymore. Yeah. And when the stories aren't universal anymore, hip hop as a whole becomes pigeonholed. And yep. its ability to expand, keep bringing in new fans is reduced. You know, I, I think the message is such a big, a big part of why it, it's not where it needs to be. I completely agree. I mean, there's only so much, you know, shooting you can do on record. There's only so much, you know, drug taking and drug selling that you can take. Like one of the things that I talk to my kids about even now I mean, now they're older, so they're going to do what they're going to do. But we had balance when we were younger. Yeah. We had NWA, but we also had Poor Righteous Teachers. Yep. You know what I'm saying? We had Spice One. We had KRS-One. Yep. Now they don't have that balance anymore. And, and the thing is, like, Rap City, we had Rap City. We had, you know, MTV Raps. And they played all of it. Yeah. So we got to hear all of the spectrum of topics. Yeah. Now there's just one topic. There's no spectrum anymore. Yeah. So you don't have your choices to what, you know, you can gravitate to or understand or just understanding, you know, the universal language of hip hop. Now it's just pigeonholed in this one area and it's not a lot to grab, grab onto for the layman. Yeah. Yeah. We were, we were fortunate enough to where like, yeah, the mainstream shit that we grew up on, what was considered mainstream had a lot of variation in it. Exactly. Now you, if you looking for variation of hip hop, you ain't gonna find it in the mainstream. Now nah, you gotta look for it yourself. You gotta yeah. find it on your own. Yeah, dig. And and you can't really expect the average person to to do that. You know, we've yeah. talked about it. Like the average person's relationship with music is very superficial. Yeah, it's background. You know what I'm saying? So that they're not gonna be like, oh, this rapper is talking about a bunch of bullshit. Let me go find somebody who's not, who's rapping, but it's talking about, they're not, they're not doing all that shit. They listen to him. They go, oh, rap is just about a bunch of bullshit. Yep. Exactly. The end. <laughs> yep. You know, and then it ends up with people just not fucking with rap like they should, man. You know, but that's uh, but yeah, the message, we could go on with that all day. We'll just leave it there. Yeah. Um, 
Number five reason um, rap sales are down 40%. Outlook. Just the, the outlook of rap, uh, it's not really uplifting. It's dark. Very dark. Like Very dark and negative. Yeah, like I find myself, and you know, I, you know, I had a song about, you know, the silver lining and shit. It's not, it's not that we can't talk about real things we go through. I don't want that to be what people take this as. I, but I do want people to understand that as public figures, as artists, we, I think we do have a uh, responsibility to uplift people, to not just tell a bad story, but to, to, to show them the silver lining and it show them, okay, well, this bad, this bad thing happened, but I overcame it. Mm-hmm. This thing happened, but we found a way around it. Mm-hmm. What I feel like it is now, it's more a lot of like, this is just social commentary without context. Yep. And the lack of context makes it very dark and the outlook is so dark that I think it's hard for some people to get a hold of it. If just look at just like the, uh, there was like a picture I saw of like 10 rappers, current rappers right now. Mm-hmm. All of them had a bunch of face tattoos, a bunch of piercings. They all kind of looked really kind of like satanic looking. Like they look kind of crazy. Like, and I was just like, yo, this is like, all you would have to do to stand out of rappers now is just have no tattoos. <laughs> and a fade in a fade dressing all white yeah you know some nice little uh uh colors just anything earth tones just not be dressed in all black looking pale like a like a vampire if you look like a vampire that's how rappers look right now mm-hmm. but if you don't look like that you will stand out so much but it just goes to show you like when rappers look like that that's a reflection of what their content is right and and we can't be mad if people ain't invested in that. Right. It's fucked up. <laughs> yeah. It's I mean it's 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 wild when you take it to the psychological level of it, you know, because when you start to hear certain things and you start to hear certain messages over and over and over and over and over again. And you're fed those messages. Cause the thing is, if the shit wasn't working. To an, to an extent, mm-hmm. the record labels wouldn't be doing it. Facts. Facts. So it's not it's not that it's necessarily the artist's fault completely. You know, it's the audience's fault too because there's a reason that motherfuckers keep buying the. I mean, listening yep. to the stuff. You know, and yep. they keep pumping it to us, and we keep eating it up. That's a fact. So if we if we turn the radio off every time, you know, little whatever came on the radio. Mm-hmm. And you know what I'm saying? And we didn't listen to it. We didn't stream the shit. We didn't play the then they would stop. If there were certain artists that they saw, oh, this is what society is listening to now. This is what everyone is listening to now. Then it would change. It's up to us. Yeah. It's up to the audience more than it's up to anybody because they are trying to cater to the people that are supporting the the, the music. Yeah. And if we, you know, if you know, X, Y, and Z rapper that's talking about drugs and guns don't get 10 million streams, then they won't keep pumping that shit into us. Yeah, I but agree. We give them the 10 million streams, so they like, up, oh, this is what the people want. Mm-hmm. It's true. I mean, and in that sense, I've also had the thought that rap sales being down 40% is probably the best thing to happen to hip-hop. Facts. This shit's not a bad thing. It's actually good. If you want to see this, if you want to see some new shit come out, the best thing you can do is, like you said, vote with your feet. Yep. Vote by not listening. Yep. Vote by not purchasing. Then and only then will the people who decide to push this shit make a different decision. Yeah, because then they'll see like, oh, maybe this ain't what they want to hear. Mm hmm. There's a reason, oh, cats ain't listening, ain't streaming. Okay, you had 10 million streams last year. Now you're down to six. Yep. You know what I'm saying? And and it keeps going down year after year. Okay, something's not working. Yep. It's time to change the formula. Yeah, it's true. And that, that brings us to number six reason. Rap sales are down 
40%. We believe it is lazy labels. Mm. Lazy fucking labels. Look, like you said, yes, artists do have part of the responsibility. But even then, the people with the money, the people with the machines, the people's the people who have the power and the platforms are the labels. Yep. The, the labels are ultimately deciding what comes out. And as long as they keep pushing certain shit, it's going to keep coming. And it's funny because like. I always thought about when we grew up, we would listen to the radio to hear something different. Yep. New. So, what's new? What's new? Man, I, I yep. every Friday playing new shit. They playing different shit. I normally hear something I never heard. It's gonna sound like nothing I ever heard. So we would we would it wasn't played on the radio all day. We mm-hmm. we tuned in to hear stuff we never heard. Now they've changed it so much to where people tune to the radio hear the same thing. Yep. Over and over again. Whole generation tuning out the radio. You know what I mean? Like we've tuned out except the stuff we grew up on. Mm-hmm. Because of that dynamic, and ultimately, you can make money giving people the same thing, but what happens when people stop buying it? Yep. I think that's, I hope that's where we're at. Mm-hmm. I don't want to be like anti-hip-hop or rooting for nobody's failure. It's not even that. I just think that you have to see things like this before the direction of things change. Yeah, because the labels got to a point where they're like, okay, if you don't sound like Drake, we're not signing you. If yep. You don't sound like NBA young boy or whoever the next new hot thing is. We're not going to mess with you. You yep. got to sound like the new people as opposed to back in the day. Yeah, We don't want you if you sound like this person. <laughs> right. We don't right. want you if you sound like we want something new. Yeah. There's a reason De La Soul got signed. Mm-hmm. There's a reason that cats were talking about Tribe Called Quest and the yep. reason Busta Rhymes had his, you know, there's a reason that certain cats got signed back in the day because yeah. Nobody sounded like them. Nobody had the the production was different, different styles of producers, you know, got their got their shine back then. Now everybody sound like Mike Will made it or, yeah. you know, whatever. So, yeah, it's, it's lazy, lazy labels, lazy labels and in turn making lazy artists because then the artist is like, OK, all I got to do is make a song that sound like this. Yeah. All I got to do is make a song that sound like this. Yeah. I don't have to push the envelope. I don't have to be creative and think outside the box anymore. As long as I sound like what's the hottest new thing, then I'm good. Yep. It's true. It's true. So yeah, so that's uh, number six. We'll, uh, we'll take a break and we'll be right back. What's up everybody? Got some big news to share with you all today. I'm proud to announce that for the first time, I will be opening up my artist coaching and consulting services to the public. I have been doing it for several years behind the scenes, helping artists and small businesses achieve their goals, but it's never been something that I made publicly available nor anything that I promoted until now. So if you're an artist or a small business owner, I'm now available to be booked for one-on-one sessions designed to help you achieve your goals as quickly and as efficiently as possible. If this is something that you're interested in, email me at superdutytoughwork at waitlist.net. Tell me a little bit about yourself and we'll get the ball rolling from there. I look forward to working with you all. Peace. This is your weekly reminder that we have two books that you as a listener or watcher of this podcast need to absolutely own. The first is the 10 traits of successful hip hop artists. And the second is the social media cheat code. Both of these books were released within the last year. The 10 traits of successful hip hop artists is a book where I go through the stories and explain the traits that uh, are behind the success of some of the biggest names in hip hop today. Um, The book has got nothing but amazing feedback. And if you are an artist, business person, whatever you do, if you would like to be inspired and would like to learn more about hip hop, along the way and also see some some reinforcement of the concepts that we talk about on this podcast the 10 traits of successful hip-hop is for you second book is the social media cheat code that is for everyone who listens to this podcast who does not uh, consider themselves an expert or really good at social media it's not for super experienced people it's actually for people who are on social media but are not getting the results you need so what we did is i broke down like 
12 or 13 strategies that I use all the time that actually work really well for me. I put it into book. I gave you examples and I tell you how to implement it. That's a book you absolutely need as a listener to this podcast, watcher of this podcast. If you're on YouTube, supporting these books actually goes a long way towards supporting the podcast. So uh, to support the show, if you like what we do, obviously we don't necessarily get paid to do this shit. So support the products and services that we create. And these two books are a big part of that. We appreciate your support. And uh, back to the show. All right, folks, we back. Super Duty Tough Work talking about why we believe rap sales are down 40%. You know, we got like four bullet points to go. Get y'all out of here. We're going to hit these last four Jones. Number seven reason. Rap sales down 40%. Cultural shifts, man. Mm. This is bigger than rap. This is, there's there's an element of, of this that exists within rap. Like what's popular within rap shifts gradually, transforms gradually over time. Certain things that were unthinkable 15 years ago, like beats with no drums. <laughs> All of a sudden, everybody got albums with no drums on them. You know what I'm saying? But you know what's crazy about that? Yeah. They don't play shit on the radio with no drums. Hell no. Never. You know what I'm saying? So it's so it's so it's an interesting shift yeah. in what's popular, you know yeah. what I'm saying? And then what actually gets played to the regular layman, you yeah. know, in yeah. hip hop. They yeah, the average layman hears a song with no drums. They're like, okay, when you gonna start the song? Yeah, when the when the drop, when the yeah. drop comes. <laughs> I yeah. think it's an interlude. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, they playing interludes on on the radio now. <laughs> right. But uh, but but there's a there's a shifts that go on naturally. We don't have no time, no no control over. World events control this shit. The economy controls this shit to some extent. You mm-hmm. know, Marvin Gaye uh, and and what's going on was written at a time where it was perfect, perfectly summarized what was going on in the world, and it it was a landmark album because of that. There's certain things that are gonna go on due to the world around us that have an impact on how popular hip-hop will be at that time mm-hmm. will hip-hop's message resonate with the times <laughs> i don't think yeah we getting the f so far on that we failing that one right now yes <laughs> the answer is over one right now not it's not looking good it's not looking good mm-hmm. it, it doesn't look like the genre whereas in times past hip-hop was the voice of what was going on facts undeniable we were the the voice of that shit Mm-hmm. You know, um, but there are cultural shifts that I think we don't control, but are also going to lead to less sales in hip hop. And that's something that if we fix these other things, maybe the music can be in that position again. Yeah, like you said, like hip hop was the voice of what was going on. So the songs, you know, when what's going on by Marvin Gaye came out, they played it on the radio. Yes. You know what I'm saying? Like there are artists that are making music that are relevant to the times, but those are not the artists that are getting pushed by the labels, by the radio, so on and so forth. And honestly, those aren't the kind of songs that a lot of people really want to listen to. You know what I'm saying? That they're they're being fed a lot of the same over and over. Yeah. And, you know, we're not um we're not supporting the artists, or at least they're not easy they're not easy enough to find to be mainstream, you yeah. know, that are creating music that reflects the times. Um, you know, it is kind of cool to see, you know, that a group like Arm & Hammer, um, mm-hmm. you know, from Backwood Studios is starting to chart. You yeah. know what I'm saying? And they far from mainstream. Yeah. You know? As far as you can be. <laughs> as far as you can be. Yeah. Like, that would be like, you know, Anacon, you know, right, right, charting right, right. back when we, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> like the, the, but it's, but it's very dope. And it does show yeah. that there is starting to be a shift yes. towards people that are talking about things other than what's being on the mainstream. And that's, that's a very good thing. Yeah. So hopefully there's a lot more discovery of the quote unquote underground and the quote unquote non mainstream music that is actually, you know, reflecting our times. And maybe that's, that's the shift that we need, right? Yeah. Now. Yeah, I agree. Well said. Well said. That's number seven. Number eight reason sales are down 40 percent. 
no growth. Mm. Now, this one is something that I, that really hit home last week. Drake dropped a new record, right? The conversation, the whole conversation about his record was about the lack of growth. Yeah. yeah. I thought that was kind of wild. Like everybody is, is they're not picking it apart to saying the beats are whack. They're not saying the rhymes suck. They're not saying the compositions. They're not saying is they're saying we're disappointed in you because you have not grown. Yep. You made this album already. Yeah. I thought that was interesting. Uh, you know, it's on one hand, I'm always like, are we being fair to Drake? Is he that kind of artist? Do we expect? Mm-hmm. But on the other hand, I kind of agree with them. Like, if you listen, if you're in the game for 10, 15 years, at some point, people, fans are going to grow. You're going to you're going to have a couple generations of fans. Some people are going to expect that you are somewhere different than where you started. Or that what you're rhyming about reflects uh, a life that has evolved in some sort of way. Yeah. And I think that not to pick on him specifically, but I think what people are expressing about him is what they express is what they really feel about rap as a whole right now. Facts. And Drake is just an example where we can point out that problem. Well, because he's the top of rap. You know what I'm saying? Like, he's the best-selling hip-hop artist over the last probably five, ten years. So, as, you know, as he goes, I guess, you know what I'm saying? Like, that's what our overall idea of what hip-hop is, it gets kind of thrown on him. Because he is the most universal hip-hop artist out right now. So, if he's not growing, Mm -hmm. you know what I'm saying, then... It shows that hip hop isn't growing as a whole, and that's how we. Hold on, my dog. <laughs> Hell. Okay, but yeah, it shows that we're not growing as a whole because everybody is looking at him, and that's the reflection of you know that's the, what they reflect on hip hop. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I agree. That's number eight. Number nine, and this is gonna piss off some of our producer friends, and some of our producer friends is gonna agree. Stagnant production. Yep. Once you get into this era where like, you know, every time somebody's successful something, it spawns this such and such type beats where now everybody is searching for beats that sound like the beats that that person rhymed over. Yep. You now have a sophisticated machine in place that kills originality. Mm hmm. You know what I mean? It's like now we got we got, we can use SEO to 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 make sure that this shit is copied to a T. Yeah, we can use AI to generate this type of beat. Like originality, you know, it starts with production. Yeah, it starts with production. You know how it is as an artist and producer, as I know, the beats that we make we make hundreds of beats, mm-hmm. but oftentimes. The ones that are the most original are the ones that inspire us to write the most. Yep, exactly. And we write songs to that beat that don't go to no other beat. Mm-hmm. The same thing applies when if I were to send you some beats. I know I can send the Logic some regular shit. When I send him some different shit, it's going to inspire him to do some different shit. Mm-hmm. You take that and you apply it to mainstream music. Producers whether they like it or not, some of it is not their choice. They probably feel like they kind of have to send people certain kind of beats to get burned. Producers, whether by choice or not, are sending people production that is rehashing everything that's already successful. Yep. And therefore, the songs that are being written sound like songs that have already been written. Yep. And as long as that goes on, and as long as producers are not allowed to push the boundaries, or that Producers are rewarded for making tight beats mm-hmm. that uh, kill the originality of whoever the tight beats that they're copying. The shit is not going to progress. Yeah. Yeah. You start out with the beat most of the time. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, usually there's some sort of composition that you write to, whether you're writing an R&B song, whether you're writing a rock song, whatever. There's usually some type of composition that you're writing to that inspires, you know what I'm saying, the rhythm, the flow, so on and so forth. 
And that starts with the production. Yeah. If all your drums sound the same, then all the patterns to those drums are going to sound the same. Yep. You know, if you're using the same, you know, siren on every beat, then it's just, I don't know. It's, it's, it's one of those things when I started producing that I really, really, and I noticed it before that, of course, but that I really started, even, even the snare, like they use the same snare. Everybody used the same snare. Like the hi-hat is the same. There's not even a variation of the effects on the, on the drums. Mm-hmm. Like everything is mixed the same. Everything sounds exactly the same. And it's very, very monotonous and tiring. Like every now and then I'll turn on the radio mm-hmm. just to hear what's, you know, on. And I can only do, I can only listen for like 10, 15 minutes <laughs> because it feels like I've, and, and a lot of times what's weird about the radio is if you listen for 30 minutes, you will hear the same song over again, but you won't recognize that it's the same song because everything <laughs> sounds like the same song. Yeah. yeah. And that, and that starts with the production, man. It starts with the producers. Yeah. Well said. Last bullet point of the evening. Number 10 reason. Rap sales down 40%. Other genres. Other genres are on the come up, y'all. Like, we can't pretend that just because hip-hop music has been number one, that other genres ain't gunning for that spot. Mm-hmm. You know, like, look at the rise of, like, uh, like Afro beats and things of that nature. There's stories going on a couple weeks ago talking about uh, these A&Rs, these labels, they just looking for that now. Mm-hmm. The selling rap, hey, look, man, y'all, we think y'all time might be done. These these cats over here in this Afrobeat shit, they might be next. Yeah, because they, they're they, doing something different. Yes. It's different. I mean, for us, it's different. You know, here in the States, it's different. It's uplifting. It's mm-hmm. fast. It's, it's universal in its mm-hmm. message. And it's like, it's doing the opposite of what mainstream hip-hop is doing. Exactly. And it's selling now. Mm-hmm. All it takes is one or all it takes is one burner boy. Yeah. And, and then next thing you know, it's gonna be three or four of them guys. And the next thing you know, hey, what well, man, remember when hip hop used to be tops? Yeah. Now yep. everybody listen to that shit when they wake up. Yeah. You get in the cab, you get in the Uber, they playing that. They're not playing fucking, you know what I'm saying? Little mm-hmm. whoever no more. Yep. I think rap needs to really have an honest conversation about the competition that's out there from other genres and understand yeah. that, hey, mainstream rap, not us. <laughs> right. <laughs> we, yeah. we got the great rappers. Yeah, we do what we do anyway. We don't give a fuck. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> but you mainstream rappers better have some honest conversations with yourself about the competition that you have from these other genres because you're not alone, bruh. And in this mm-hmm. age of the internet, you, you can get swooped off that spot real quick, man. Real quick. Real quick. I mean, it's the same with like, you know, the the Latin music too. Yeah. Because it's in that same, that same up tempo, that same uplifting, yeah. you know, that same world. It's yeah. that same world. When you have artists like Bad Bunny yeah. blowing up and, you know, like it's it's that same world. So it's it's time for us to change. There's a reason that hip hop took the place of of rock music. Yep. Because it was something yep. different. The message was different. It was yep. a different movement. It, it caused people to listen to things and move different and all that. That's the same with the, with this with this new wave of different genres. Yes. That's causing people to think different, move different. It's different. It's something else. Yep. And it might, our time might be up. You know what <laughs> yeah, I'm saying? Our exactly. time might be up for now. It might yeah. be time for us to, you know, yeah. be number two or three in the in the genre selling, you know, mm-hmm. list. But yeah. It happens. Yeah, man. Winter winter might be coming. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, but that's it for this week. Let me run these back. Why we think rap sales are down 40%. Number one, singles market. Number two, new generation of buyers. Number three, slow tempos. Number four, the message. Number five, the outlook. Number six, lazy labels. Number seven, cultural shifts. Number eight, no growth. Number nine, stagnant production. Number 10, other genres. That's it for this week. I hope y'all got something out of this. Uh, see y'all next week. Work. Peace. Peace. Thank you for listening to Super Duty Tough Work. Subscribe.
subscribe to the podcast on iTunes. Follow the podcast on SoundCloud. Peace. Shoot, I got styles already that's more complex than nobody know about. I mean, super duty tough work. <laughs>